G'day there, Thrivers, and welcome to episode 230 of the Create and Thrive podcast. This month, I'm talking about product photography because, hey, selling online especially, which I know a lot of you are doing and pivoting to right now, product photos are the key to being successful with online selling. So I'm doing a couple of videos slash podcasts uh, this month about this topic. If you missed last week's episode with Amy Eaton, who is a professional photographer who helps makers learn how to take better photos, make sure to go listen to that one as well. But today's a nice short and sweet one about the seven types of product photos you should be taking, uh, well, that I recommend you take or that you can potentially take to put into your online shop. So I'm going to go through what they are and why they're important in today's episode. Also, if you want to do more work on your product photos, now is a great time to come over and join us in the Thriver Circle because this month we're doing all about photos and I've been doing a lot of critiquing of people's product photos over in there. So if you are a member, make sure to come and participate in that, put some photos in there so we can give you some feedback. I'm also doing a live workshop, Steps to Improve Your Product Photography at the end of May. So that's May 2020 if you're listening to this later. The recording will be available to all members afterwards if you can't make it live. But that'll be an in-depth workshop about the steps you need to take to improve your product photos if you are struggling with that at the moment. So you can come and join us for that workshop over at thrivercircle.com. Just make sure you remember before, I think it's May 26th or 7th or 8th, somewhere along then. (laughs) I forgot to look it up before I recorded, but I'll be doing that live workshop then, which I'm really looking forward to. So are you ready? Let's dive in to today's episode. This episode is also available as a video over on my YouTube channel. So if you'd like to check that out, head on over to youtube.com forward slash Jess Van Den to watch that right now. Do you want to grow a thriving, profitable handmade business? My name is Jess Van Den and I'm here to help you do just that. I took my own handmade business full time in 2010 and since 2013, I've helped thousands of makers just like you create and grow successful handmade businesses. So, are you ready to thrive? Let's get learning. Okay, so let's dive into these seven types of photos that I recommend you consider having for each of your products. Now, it sounds like a lot, uh, and yeah, it's going to be a bit of work to put it together. But if you follow other advice of mine, and that is that, you know, generally speaking, if you're selling online, you're going to have reproducible products. What that means is you make one product once, you photograph it, you list it, and then you just make that same product over and over again. Not to say that you can't have one of a kind, but if you do have one of a kind, they need to be very highly priced in order to be profitable because of all the other work that comes along with selling online. Most people who are successful have some sort of reproducible model. So that means you're going to have to go through the work and the pain just once to get these awesome photos of your work, and you can keep using those photos for years and years and years to come. So it's really worth uh, putting in the work to get it right first time. Okay, so the first type of image you want is a studio or main product shot. This is probably the one you're most familiar with, where you have your product on some sort of plain background, and it's just trying to show the product in full. So you want to make sure that the product is the star of the show. You want your background to be simple and not detract from the product. It does not have to be a white background. It just has to be a background that doesn't detract from the product, doesn't distract from the product and you really want to avoid having too much uh, styling in this photo you really just want it to be plain background your product in full boom this is basically what people are looking at 
So this is an obvious one, but a very important one to get right, because generally speaking, it's going to be the first photo that people see of your piece. So you want it to be clear and crisp and beautiful and well lit and a nice angle that shows off your product in its best light. Okay, number two is a scale photo. This is a really important photo because people often don't read measurements or if they do, they just don't quite get it in their head as to the size of the item. You need to show a photo that puts the item in some sort of perspective so that people instinctively understand how big it is or how small it is. So there are lots of ways you can do this. You can photograph your item alongside other common household items. If it's a small item like jewelry, you can put it in your palm or in your hand or wear it and take a photo. Um, you can also um, uh, like put it on a wall if it's a painting yeah so generally speaking if you use like a person <laughs> or a, you know a person's hand I know that's variable but it gives people a general idea uh, or like you know a couch or a book or something again all of these things are somewhat variable but it gives people some sort of sense of the scale and it stops get, you know you getting those emails I thought it was going to be bigger or smaller than than it actually is so this is a really important shot to have um, this can go along with being the model shot as well or lifestyle shot which we'll talk about in a minute so you can kind of get a two for one here uh, in the same photo if you want to so the third one is a detail shot you know how your main photo might have been a little bit further away from the product because you're trying to show the whole thing but if it has interesting details like lovely pretty details um, you want to get in there and show those so some examples you know of a necklace you might want to get right up in one part of the design uh, a bag you might want to show the inside of the bag to show you know what you've done in there there's lots of different examples of this but basically a detail shot uh, if you're making something out of fabric <laughs> then you might want to um, you know zoom in and show the fabric detail so people can get a really nice sense of what that fit might feel like whatever it might be with your product i'm sure there's something that you can zoom in on and show a nice clear detail if there's artwork you know a part of the artwork to show it uh, this is a really nice way of, of showing the quality of your work by showing that close-up of it so number four four is a lifestyle shot and like i said this can often um, be the same as the scale shot you can kind of have a two for one here because you want to show your item in its natural environment so a cushion on a couch a piece of art on a shelf or on the wall jewelry on a person uh, a mug being held or a mug in the kitchen whatever your item is you want to show it in its natural environment uh, the same place where your customer will put it in their life because this just gives it a sense it gives it a sense of life and warmth and um, people can relate to it especially if the branding around that is in the same style as your item so for example if you're making uh, really rustic ceramics you probably don't want to put it in a really super modern kitchen it'd probably look better in you know a more rustic style kitchen uh same with the clothing like if you're making like simple minimalist jewelry like i do you don't want to be photographing that on somebody like wearing a rockabilly style or something like it won't match right so you want to make sure that that item is being photographed in an environment that matches the style of the item the brand of your shop and therefore probably the style of your customer so they can see that and go "Ooh, that'll look really good in my life 
Number five is a group shot. So you can take a photo of a group of the same item or a group of complementary items. Like you might have, um, say, a mug in lots of different colors. That'd be great. Uh, or you might want to take a shot of a collection. So you've got a set of ceramic ware staying on the ceramics. You might have a matching or complementary mug and a plate and a bowl. So you can take a photo of all of those together and pop that in there as well. This is really good, again, at showing context. It's a great way of showing um, the other work that you do while, the, while you've got the customer in there on that particular product. It's also an awesome way to upsell or cross-sell your other products because, you know, like the person's come along for the mug, they really love it. And then they see, you know, the photo of the bowl and the plate and they're like, oh, wow, maybe I'll just get a whole set because I really love your style. So having a group photo is a really great idea for that reason. Number six is a photo of your packaging. This can be really fun because it gives people an instant idea of how the item is going to look when it arrives. So, you know, if you wrap things really beautifully, show it off in your product photos. So people will, you know, look at that and go, oh, that's really lovely as well. Uh, it also is a really good way and a really simple way of reinforcing your brand. So if, you're, if your packaging is really well branded and your colors and style and stuff like that, it's and it kind of feels like a bit of a gift to the person when they receive it. That's a really nice way of reinforcing that as well. So a packaging photo is a great idea to include. The seventh type of photo is a process photo. So there can be lots of ways you can do this. The, probably the simplest way is just a generic photo of you in your studio making something. <laughs> um, if you want to get real fancy, you can actually take a photo of you making the item that's that you're selling in that listing. Either your hands just making it if you're a bit shy about showing your face or like a full shot from over your shoulder is a nice thing to do showing, you know, the, the customer kind of from your perspective. Uh, why is this a good idea? I think, especially in the handmade industry, it's a really nice way of instantly um, signaling to people, this is handmade, I'm a real person, I am actually making this stuff for you, it's not being made in a factory, uh, so this is the environment where this thing is coming from, this is the person, these are the hands that have made the thing that you are buying. So it really um, helps to reinforce that connection between your customer and yourself. And if you've got a, a truly handmade business, i.e. you are making all of the things by hand, uh, then that is a really good point of difference to really draw upon in your your sales and your selling and your marketing. So that is a really lovely option to put in your product photos is that process shot. And it gives people the sense of, um, I think it gives people a sense of vibrancy and a little bit of a connection with the process of making the product as well, which is really lovely. Okay, so let's recap. Number one, studio or main image, plain background. Number two, a scale image to give people an instant idea of how big or small the item is. Number three is a detail shot to show any pertinent details up close. Number four is a lifestyle and or model shot to show the item in its natural environment. Number five is a group shot showing either multiples of the same item, variations of the same item, or uh, you know various items from your shop that all go together really well. Number six is packaging to show off you know how lovely it's going to look when your item arrives, and also give people a sense of your branding. And number seven is a process shot, either you know your hands or you making the item to give people an immediate sense of that handmade element to the purchase. 
Now, if you want to join us for that workshop, remember to head on over to thrivercircle.com and become a member of the circle. But if you're looking to get this done right this minute, there is a resource for you as well. It's called the Create and Thrive Guide to Product Photography, and it was written by a professional product photographer, and it's for beginner to intermediate photographers. And it's an ebook, so it's really affordable, and it'll take you through all the steps uh, that you need in order to kind of get a handle on how to use your camera properly and and um, what you should be doing with your lighting and your uh, angles of your photos and your backgrounds and all that sort of stuff is available in that ebook as well. So just head on over to createandthrive.com and click on the shop link and you'll see the link to the Create and Thrive Guide to Product, Fo- Product Photography in there and you can get a hang- handle on that. Doing great with language right now. English speak good now. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the show for another week. I'll be back again soon with another episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please do share it. Take a screenshot, share it on your Instagram stories and tag me at Create and Thrive. I would love to be able to reshare that with my uh, followers and community as well. And it just, it, it's really nice to hear from you and to know that you're enjoying the show. It's interesting doing a podcast or, you know, you're kind of speaking to the void and you're never quite sure who's listening, but it's really lovely to get that feedback from you to know that what I'm putting out there is making a difference. So thank you to everybody who's done that in the past. And thank you to everybody who takes a moment to get in touch and let me know that they enjoy the show. I hope that's you. I'll see you again soon. Bye for now.